Welcome to Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, content marketing strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your content better. Oracle Marketing Cloud helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. And by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. Now, here are your hosts from Oracle Marketing Cloud, Chris Moody, and from Uberflip, Randy Frisch. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Content Pros Podcast. We are very excited today. Randy and I are joined by Jeffrey L. Cohen. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time. Um, I know things are obviously really busy over at uh, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and we'll talk a lot about uh, some of the things that you're getting ready to plan for your new year in content strategy over there. But uh, before we before we dig into the episode today, um, you know, this is actually... First of all, the last episode of our second season, um, and also a bit of a changing of the guard, and we've got all the guards on the call in terms of you know, announcing that. So, Chris, maybe you can first start with us to talk about you know, some of the new challenges you're taking on, and then I'll kind of you know, introduce Jeff in that perspective. Sure. Thanks, Randy. So I am moving from Oracle Marketing Cloud to GE Digital to tackle some new challenges there and help out with content marketing and a few other things. And Jeff is going to be leading the ship at Oracle Marketing Cloud from a content perspective and will also be the lovely and amazing co-host for Randy. And I will get into qualification. Well, we have done qualifications for Jeff before, but I mean, Jeff, deep, deep expertise around everything marketing, especially content. Wrote the book on B2B social media. So we have a bunch of things we can talk about today. And I am very excited that both Oracle Marketing Cloud content and the Content Pros podcast are left in very good, solid, capable hands. Well, there you go. Exactly. I mean, you know, we, we, we have big shoes to fill with you moving on, Chris. Um, and it's going to be really exciting to have you uh, back on as a guest uh, once you've, you've settled into the new role there at G Digital. But, um, you know, back, back to Jeff. Jeff, I mean, you and I have hung out at, at numerous events and uh, you've been to our Toronto offices here. We, we even took in a Leaf game together. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get you to be a little Canadian, you know, as, as this goes on. But uh, maybe you can uh, just talk about, uh, you know, what you're looking forward to in terms of, of coming on to Content Pros. Well, thanks, Chris, and thanks, Randy. I was hoping I would just spend the whole time sitting here quietly and you guys would say nice things about me, but I guess since you finally asked me a direct question, Randy, I'll, I'm forced to answer. One of the things that I'm really looking forward to about hosting Content Pros, or co-hosting Content Pros, I should say, is the variety of guests that you guys seem to get on the show. And it's not just people who have content in their titles. It's actually people doing real work, great work, measurable results. And by actually having conversations with them, I think that's going to be a, that's going to be a great learning opportunity for me. As Chris said, taking over the content and social team over at the Oracle Marketing Cloud. Well, awesome. Jeff, you hit on... 
real work and measurable results. Rami, I'm going to steal your question if that's okay. I'm curious with what you were saying about bringing in guests to do that, Jeff. What's the process look like for you, knowing that now you're leading the team and you're coming on a new fiscal year to kind of come up with the content process? What does that world look like? What things do you consider when you're trying to plan a new year of content? There are actually a lot of things that go into that go into planning this new year. One of, one of the things that I like saying is I actually have the word strategy in my title, not the word tactic. I'm responsible for content strategy. So it, it becomes very easy for a marketer to essentially just focus on execution. And what we really need to do is we really need to focus at a higher level and really understand who our customers are, who our prospects are, what we're, what we're trying to say to them, what, uh, how we're trying to get them to engage with us because really at the end of the day, in our case, we're trying to get people to buy software. But when we think about that from a content perspective, one of the first places I start is I look at, I look at performance from last year and I look at it, I look at it in a variety of places. I look at content that has performed well on the blog both from a, a page view and visits perspective, and I also look at how those how those blog topics actually drive people to download ebooks. I look at the individual ebooks, which ones have performed across different channels. As some of your listeners may know, one of the core components of the Oracle Marketing Cloud is Oracle Eloqua marketing automation. So from a culture perspective, we are all about demand gen. And when I look at our content and I look at content performance, a tremendous amount of it, a tremendous amount of the downloads of our eBooks, for instance, are driven by email. So the email for marketing automation is a, is a key channel for us, but I'm also looking at, also looking at blog and social and that helps me start to understand what kinds of things what kinds of things performed well what are some things that i'm going to do again what are some things that we're going to just redo in other words from from over the years from the different the different companies that have come together to be the oracle marketing cloud we have lots of content and each year we begin with this idea of we have so much content. Let's just use what we have and not create any new content. And I know that's, that is a somewhat unique problem. There are lots of companies that have the other problem, which is we don't have any content. And I've, I've actually been there too. But the, the idea of understanding what content you have, what content performed, what you want to reuse, what you want to redo... And, and then, as you pointed out, as we're getting ready to head into our new fiscal year, we're going through, we're going through a large planning process where our executive team is putting together a strategy for the new year, and I can't create a content plan in a bubble. So I have to, I have to start drafting this thing out, think about what's, think about what's performing, 
but then at the same time, start planning, start planning for the new year, acknowledging that there are some, there are some things that are going to come up. There may be changes, there may be, you know, steady as she goes, but really just kind of creating a, creating a plan that is flexible that I can, that I can add on to or take away based on strategic direction for the coming year. So it's, it's really interesting. You know, first I want to just comment and I don't want to go too deep on this, but you mentioned, you know, stopping and stopping to create content and looking what you have. It's, it's interesting. We did that here recently at Uberflip. Uh, our marketing team said they were going to have a week of content silence as in no new content creation whatsoever. And it was, it was an exercise that they did. And, you know, they really focused on using old content, updating some assets where required. And I actually just saw the results and it was really interesting to see, you know, the increase in engagement, um, you know, through emails that we send out on a daily basis to our subscribers, uh, to some of the clicks on our, on our, you know, content experiences on our site, all because we had handpicked the stuff that was going to be the best performing. So I, I thought that was really interesting, but you know, we, we could do a whole episode on that in terms of you know, reusing content. What I'd, what I'd rather do is, is pick on your, your second point there of all this planning. And it's, it's really interesting. I mean, we, we think about so many companies that probably plan and say, what's gonna be the year of 2016 in content? Or you know, sooner or later, we'll start talking about 2017. But in your case, given that your fiscal is in the middle of the year, which is probably the case for a lot of the companies who listen to content pros here, you know, that planning actually has to start in this weird date that you choose. So all the, the analogies that, um, that you were talking about and all the research that you're doing there in terms of planning for content, when does that start? And when, when would you advise other companies to start that analysis? Analysis is what I meant there, not analogies. Well, my, my initial response, Randy, is that people need to be doing the analysis along the way. And if they come to the end of their year and they say, okay, 11 months are passed and now I need to figure out what performed, that's not modern marketing. And that's, that's not the world that we live in. So I would say when you, when you start planning for the next year, Maybe you're doing it. Maybe you're doing it a month or two out from when your new year is getting ready to start. But the reality is, there should be no surprises. By by that point, you should know exactly what's performed. You should have a pretty good idea of the kinds of things you're going to move forward with. One of the one of the new pieces that we're actually feeding into our content planning process this year is we're actually looking at we're looking at a list of customer pain points or prospect pain points some feedback that we've gotten from sales and we're trying to make sure that our content on some level addresses things that these sales conversations are about because as, as I said Ultimately, we are here to sell software. And the, the idea of top of funnel content is all about education. And if you're educating people about things that they are actually concerned about, it's a much, it's a much easier conversation. It's easier to build trust. It's be easier to start developing relationships with them. 
So we're we're using some of that some of that feedback, some of those identified pain points, to identify some content gaps, and to really be able to look at some of the things, some of the things that that we do need. I've 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 identified a couple where I've said, well, we were pretty solid kind of across the board at the product category level, but maybe we need an, another layer. So metrics, for instance, is is something we could create some more content around. And just come to come back to your question a little bit, when you live in a when you live in a world where the fiscal year is not the calendar year, I think it's it's pretty easy to just get on that on that other cycle. It, it's not not necessarily as di- disruptive as you think, except you never really know what quarter it is. Like in the in the rest of the world, it's I think it's the second quarter. In our world, it's the fourth quarter. So, so there certainly are things you have to pay attention to as your, in other words, as other people, when you're interfacing with other people, because not only right now are they trying to close the quarter, but close the year. There, there certainly are a lot of people at Oracle busy with that. But, but I think from a, from a planning perspective. Like I said, nothing should be surprising you as you're coming down towards the end of the year, and it and it really is a matter of what kind of what kind of thing you need to what kind of thing you need to present. Like, how do you need to present a content plan? Do you need to get up in front of a room in front of executives and the marketing team and say, "Here is the content plan," or do you need or do you just need something where you can say, "Well." I need to kind of lock in first quarter so that I can get something started before I, I know how we're moving forward for the year. And, and then I guess the last, the last consideration is if I need to create a brand new ebook in July, for instance, what is, what does that process look like? In other words, if, if my content process say takes me, 12 weeks to get to create an ebook for example and it doesn't necessarily take 12 weeks but 12 weeks is 3 months so that would that would mean that would push that back, that process back further like i need to start that sooner or if i'm using trying to interview influencers to include in an ebook that might push it back even further jeff you mentioned standing in front of people and presenting a content plan or talking about a content plan what are the one or two things that you try to impress upon the rest of the organization when you're considering a content plan? What do you want them to know about it or understand or kind of walk away feeling confident that you have a grasp on what you're doing with content? That's a, that's a great question, Chris. I think the, way, the best way to think about that is as a marketing organization, we focus on our customers and we focus on our prospects really understanding who they are, understanding what they're interested in, understanding their marketing challenges, their business challenges. And if I can if I can layer some of that intelligence on top of my content plan and explain here's a piece that we did, it performed at this level, because of that I'm going to do x or we had this we had this meeting 
here's some things that came out of it. We know that this is, this is a hot topic. This is what analysts are talking about. This is what influencers are talking about. Here is something that I'm confident that will, that will ultimately perform, generate some engagement from our prospects. And when, when I think about content, as when I think about content, I think about the world, the marketing world that we live in at Oracle Marketing Cloud, which is focused on MQLs, marketing qualified leads. And the thing about an MQL is if you're, crea- if you're generating MQLs from content, it means you have found the right content for the right people because a marketing qualified lead is basically determined by an agreement on an agreement by marketing and sales of who the right people are that they want to sell to. It's a qualified lead. And if your content is driving those MQLs, basically you have created the right content that it's attracting the right people. So when you present a content plan and you include that knowledge, that understanding, that intelligence, that previous performance with the strategic decisions that you're making, that's actually the, the ammunition, if you will, so that your marketing team or your marketing leaders can walk away comfortable that what you're doing makes sense. Because the, the last thing you want them to do is say, why are you making that crazy piece? When it really is, we're not just picking this stuff out of the air. We're actually using, using intelligence and data to do it. And you really do need to share that so that it demonstrates that you're actually doing it and you're not just picking ideas out of the air because you think it would be it would be fun to do this ebook or something like that. So so getting more into the specifics of everything you're talking about in terms of the planning and you had mentioned at the beginning of, of that answer how you really have to think about who you're talking to. I mean that that's gotta be an evolving, tricky challenge at Oracle. Um, I mean a lot of us know Oracle's been around for a very long time, but Oracle Marketing Cloud, or the definition of Oracle Marketing Cloud, continues to change really rapidly. I mean, you guys are averaging you know, probably more than one very big strategic acquisition a year in terms of rounding out the platform. And you know, just very recently, I was at you know, the Modern Marketing Experience, where you know, I thought they did a great job at explaining how all those products come together, uh, be it Max be a compendium, be it uh, Eloqua, which you mentioned earlier. But how does that affect your planning on an annual basis in terms of almost resetting and thinking about, okay, who is our new buyer or how, how is that segment become broader or how do we almost have to perhaps segment that audience into, into smaller segments? That's a, it's a really interesting question, Randy, because what we're doing is we're actually approaching what feels like two different markets. And one of them is the point solution market. In other words, we are selling marketing automation software. We are selling testing and optimization software. We're selling B2C scalable email software or what we call cross-channel orchestration because it's actually a whole lot more than email. Uh, We're selling data management platforms. 
And each one of those products, or what we almost could consider legacy products at this point, does stand on its own and has a place, has a place in the market and potentially has a different target audience. And so that that's the complicated part. But the other side of this is we've also brought these products together and we've brought these products together as a, as a marketing suite or a marketing cloud. And that's a, that's a different, that's actually a different market. That's a, almost like a different buyer. And that's, that's really targeted towards the CMO or high level executives. So the, the idea of the idea of personas and the idea of, of targets or segments, you can go at it a couple different ways. And one way, one way is to say, okay, let's, let's look at point solutions and say, we have some point solutions for B2B marketers. We have some point solutions for B2C marketers. And we're essentially going to pretty much divide up that way. And then our products may be the things that determine some of the content topics. And then over on the, over on the CMO side, on the, the enterprise or full marketing suite area, you pretty much have B2B and B2C, but at the CMO level, I think there, are, there may be fewer differences so what you wind up doing, certainly when you look at this from a top of funnel content perspective, not, not necessarily marketing across the board, because there's a lot, there's a lot more granular things you can do in, in, different parts of, in different parts of our marketing. But from a content perspective, what on the face of it may seem very complicated, in fact, in fact, nets out pretty easily into a almost into a, a a b2b a b2c and a cmo alignment or persona great stuff there jeff i, I love that answer it's the time of the show for us to introduce one of the amazing sponsors that helps make this show happen and it's actually the parent of the content pros podcast convince and convert another one of their podcasts called business of story so if you want to take your content marketing efforts even further you have to focus on the stories of your team your company and your vision you should check out this podcast with host park howell called business of story it is at businessofstory.com. Park brings together some of the best storytellers in the world from Hollywood to B2B companies all over the place and pulls their insights to help take your business content from meh to wow. Again, you can follow that at businessofstory.com. So, Jeff, you have a new role, but you've always had strategy in your title. I'm just wondering, what are the things you're thinking about from a content marketing perspective right now? You know, now that you're a couple, well, coming in on your second year at Oracle Marketing Cloud and about to form a brand new content plan, what are some of the things keeping you up at night? I actually sleep pretty well, Chris. I, I don't sleep very long, but, but things don't actually keep me up at night. <laughs> But what I what I find is that I'm a I'm a big proponent of what are called shower ideas or even running ideas because we we spend so much time connected and I find very often that my next blog post idea or my next 
big content idea, something something crazy that we might want to try. Those things really do come to me in the shower or they really do come to me on my morning run. Basically because you're not focused on anything. We we spend our days so focused on answering that next email or or finishing to write that next blog post or preparing that that PowerPoint for this upcoming meeting that I have. So the the kinds of things that I think about from a content perspective, I'm I'm interested in interactive content, trying to figure out what something like something like that looks like. I know we have we have some partners that we could try to test some things with because a lot of a lot of our content is still still pretty standard. For instance, someone goes to a, a landing page, they fill out a form, and they download a PDF. Uh, what what else can that look like? What are what are other ways to deliver that? Another thing kind of driven out of that same that same idea is mobile. So our blog is optimized for mobile, our landing pages are more or less optimized for mobile. But then you get this big PDF. You get a 15-page PDF, which is not very mobile friendly. So what does what does long form content formatted for mobile look like? And so th- those are some of the those are some of the strategic ideas that that I'm thinking about because it's as I said earlier we're focused on getting MQLs but what that means kind of to a well not quite a normal person but the right content for the right people is how are they how are they consuming content how are they engaging with it and are there other ways that we can are there other ways that we can address that long form content in something other than a standard pdf yeah jeff i i mean i couldn't agree with you more i mean you know to your point in terms of some of the good partners out there we we've actually had some some of the leaders of some of those interactive companies as guests on content pros, be it Snap App or Ion Interactive, um, you know, where we've, we've learned a lot about you know, playing with, with that format and playing with the way to engage people, which ultimately also leads to you know, your other point, which is you know, when can we gate content, when can we not? And, and I, I know we've talked about this before, but you know, how much does that way into you know your desire to get more creative with format you know being the ability to find more types of formats to gate i mean i I think too many of us almost feel like the only format that we can gate is a white paper because you know it just seems so substantial versus you know is part of that desire to be interactive very driven to how do we gate more that's a really interesting question (laughs) and and I'm going to take it in a different direction. I don't I don't think about what is other kinds of content that we can gate. I think about because the the idea of the gate is actually the idea of can someone or is someone willing to exchange their contact information and agree to be perpetually emailed by us for a thing, a piece of content, which I guess is where we've gotten to. And the question then becomes, do you have to, do you have to hide your content 
behind this form. I know over the years, people, people have tried it the other way, where you give someone the content, and then almost as a thank you for the content, or a more honest, hey, you like this content, sign up for our email list, the form goes at the end in something like SlideShare. Obviously, it's very easy to do. If you use the, the lead form in SlideShare, you can put that wherever you want. People have put it in the middle, but I've also seen it at the end. So, so I think less about the idea of gating your content and think more about what are some creative ways, what are some creative ways to get people to agree to share their, agree to share their contact information. I was actually just at a, a conference yesterday talking about talking about video and where video where video plays a role in, in our case, generating leads. And we've actually had a series of videos where we're using the video purely for engagement. It's, it's paired with a downloadable asset. It's in the email. It's on the website. But what's interesting is we're driving people to a landing page the video just sits there at the top of the landing page and that's where people watch it. They can also watch it on the website or embedded in the blog, but in a demand gen perspective, the video sits there at the top of the landing page and we hope that from watching the video and reading about the piece of content that it's paired with, you click the button and download the content, fill out the form, download the content. But there's no, there's no cost to just watching the video. You don't have to give us your email address. You can just watch the video. And you can watch the video and enjoy it. There are social buttons. You can share it. And again, you don't. if you're not interested in the piece of content, then you don't have to click the button and get the form. So, And when I talk about top of the funnel, I almost think of this type of approach as above the top of the funnel because it's it's one of those things where it's designed just to be an engagement type effort just to kind of to kind of build some awareness build some trust but you may not be you may not be comfortable enough saying I'm actually going to go ahead and fill out the form and and download this content so, so I guess to, to wrap up that long answer, in, at this point, I think less about the gate and more about what are some creative ways, what are some creative ways where we can encourage people to essentially sign up, raise their hands, say they're interested in what we do, interested in learning more. And there are obviously lots of different ways you can do that. Jeff, that's a great point and something that we could probably debate on and over and over and over in terms of, you know, when to gate and, and how to create that value. Um, you know, it, you know, these are the types of topics as well that we love digging into here on Content Pros. Um, another place we're going to dig into them and, and I invite anyone who, who enjoys Content Pros to join me in Toronto and you know a bunch of other great content leaders, including Jay Bear. Uh, we just announced Lee Odin um, for the Uberflip experience, which is a 
two-day event in Toronto, end of August, that is completely focused around the content experience and how we guide people down the journeys that Jeff just talked about. So check out uberflip.com slash experience and uh, please consider joining us in, in Toronto. It's, uh, it's beautiful here in the summer. Um, so Jeff, we, we've got one time, and I know I know we've asked you this before, but I know we're we're always rethinking what we wanted to be as a kid. So why don't we go back to this question? Because I know that you know you've you've had some doubts on your last answer. Thank, thanks for humoring me, Randy, and and just for the listeners who might have missed that episode. Last time I was on the show, I said that I wanted to be a sculptor when I was a kid, and I freely admitted that I had written it down in a book but I had never even so much as sculpted anything out of soap. And I have absolutely no skills in that regard. And afterwards, I started thinking about it and I realized, well, that was a questionable answer because one of the things that I did want to be when I was a kid, and I actually had some skill in this area, was I wanted to be a stuntman. And I used to practice jumping off the roof And it was actually a good skill to have because what I would do is I would jump off the roof and just like I would see Hollywood stuntmen, you hit the ground and you roll. And so I I used to do that enough that that became an instinct. And so one day when I fell off a ladder, uh, I actually just hit the ground and rolled and I I was fine. Same thing happened once I was out running and I tripped on the sidewalk and I just went down and again I just instinctually rolled and got right back up and kept running. So, so this is, this is an example of something that I actually wanted to be that yes, in the realm of my real experience never would have happened, but actually trained me and prepared me for some bumps in the road in life. So does this give me permission to push you down the stairs Uh, the next time I see you and test this theory? (laughs) Great. Yeah, I actually, uh, my wife is friends with a stuntman. So he's a stuntman for Jamie Bell, who is on the show Turn and in a bunch of movies and stuff. And it looks like it's pretty fun. Well, I think most of life looks like it's fun according times. to Instagram. So you better be careful about that is true. That is true. Well, thanks for joining, Jeff. And again, I'm really excited that you're going to be one of the co-hosts. And you and Randy will continue to have amazing guests and amazing lineups on the show. So thank you both so much for your time. Thanks for having me for two years as a host. And this will be the last time I host Content Pros. So I'll have to be a guest again, hopefully. But you guys can follow more at contentprospodcast.com. We're on Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere you like to get your podcast. And please let us know what you think. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip and is produced by Convince and Convert Media. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts.